Hey everybody, welcome to The Stubborn Fellows, episode 17. My name's Duncan. My name's Cameron. And my name's Grant. And we got a... a another person. A yeah. new person here for the second time We ever. never say guest, we just say another person, because we never said we're the only two. Okay. We're just mainly the two. No, mainly the two. That's true. Yeah, we got yeah, a No, there's no guests. Well, that's how it worked out with our only other previous... Mm-hmm. Other person, yeah, is is just we didn't. Was really... that was or was not Ramsey? That no. was uh, our our friend Lucas, ah. uh, also a a sensible comedian, although mm-hmm. you know, erstwhile erstwhile comedian. He hasn't gone up in a long time, mm-hmm. but he's back to it lately. The point is, we didn't ask him any questions about himself, so don't be offended. Yeah, we're not interviewing you. You just are here because. Thank God, I don't want to answer any questions. Kind of, <laughs> I want to drop in when I can. I sort of like the idea of just being like. Like for for what we what we mean by dead end is that something that you just do yeah. to do it because in the the kind of quantified social media nothing's ever like a dead end. It's rare where it's just like no, they want you to like yeah, and if you follow, then you have to like their posts and then um, you should join their email list and 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 you're always you're there. always being pinched towards your future self like as some quantified future self where you may or may not do something it's all kind of i've been sort of waging a war to make more dead ends of Mm -hmm. stuff where anything you can turn off autoplay yeah i'm like even if i know i'm probably gonna watch eight in a row i'd rather hit it each time to be like yeah i want to watch another one i'm really enjoying this show because if if you can make netflix a dead end then you can make netflix a safe harbor a dead end is a safe harbor Mm because you know that your values might stand a chance against like whatever algorithm they've (laughs) juiced up this week (laughs) Maybe we can make him just watch this um, ninja movie. Just give it a. Sh- I think we can, and if we do, he's just ninjas all the way. He'll he'll just never do anything else in the real world right. ever again. Eat it up. Yep. So so a dead end is a safe harbor. It's very pithy. <laughs> <laughs> pithy pithy. So yeah, more more. I feel like the early days of the internet were. I don't, you know, I don't want to say exclusively dead ends because there's always been a sort of like get more attention, you know, like get sure. them here. But like there, there was a lot more just ends in and of themselves. Yeah, yeah, they're just places you or it's went like, to. Here's like here's were... a crazy passionate fan website. Yes, about exactly. This. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, here's a yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I remember, this, you're talking about GeoCities, basically. Sure, Angel yeah. Fire, GeoCities, Angel Fire, yeah. the and fucking old, days, man. Uh, yeah. And so yeah. there's you can have dead ends online. They're not common anymore. Like you're saying, you used to just be like, I love Fritz the cat, and like. <laughs> Uh, Great! You're I love weird. This is cat. good. Very co- yeah. websites were colorful. Yeah. It was the '90s were weird. The early 2000s were weird. Yeah. Um, but I try not to give too much of information, anything about you know like whatever Google or any any sort of like in licensor. You know, I turn off like notifications. Yeah. Don't want apps to track me and everything else like that. But inevitably, like stuff that like I talk up, look up, or whatever gets to gets known and so like those algorithms definitely know that i'm f- a fan of spider oh oh they know oh. so like they know they know more than that i'm sure but i mean they also know like spider-man almost anything and i don't ask for it but i just like get all this news all the time i was like i don't care like i don't follow along of it there's just somewhere that's slipped through the cracks but at least it's about spider-man it's not about <laughs> there could be worse things it could be about so we need to give birth to a kind of soul that is missing it's like a 2001 email three paragraph emails to people that you love that are studying abroad kind of vibe yeah, yeah so how do we give birth to this soul and here's why this episode's about findings because it's not about big soaring sermons it's about the findings are 
uh, they should be practicable. They should be practical. And I think that they are mm -hmm. actually, uh, even with crazy shit like this, I think that the yeah. advice is pretty practical. I mean, you, you were just saying before we started record, recording, it's like, it's just McLuhan. Like, and I'm only two chapters into understanding media, but there's every other page I'm like, oh, let me write this down. I right. Yeah, our, we shape our tools and our tools shape us. Ah. So I've, I've been trying to think of my phone is like a car, which is like, you don't, you're not just gonna like start driving a car. You're like, there's a lot of maintenance involved. You wanna get it set up for yourself with like the mirrors and shit and all this stuff. So it's just kind of like, I don't want to give this thing all the power over me that it demands. You know, I, I, I want to be active in this. Ugh. And it's really unhelpful. And, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but a lot of physical places aren't dead ends. Most aren't these days. And the ones that are, mm. are the ones that you love. You know those places that you love? They're like, they're kind of like each other, but you don't know how. Like, why is In-N-Out kind of like Chick-fil-A and kind of like um, Trader Joe's? Like, you can't put your finger on it, but it's just like, there's something good about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because all three are total dead ends. There's no club card. There's no coupon codes. There's no phone numbers. There's no, do you want to give a dollar to this? It's just, here's the burger, there's here's not the chicken. Even, there's yeah, like, like especially like an In-N-Out and something as that like spare and simple. There's not even like a survey on the receipt. Like No. You know? So, so again, findings, we're forwarding a very practical thing here, which is at least see the world in terms of dead ends. We're not even saying what to do with them. It's just like, it's phenomenology. It's just, that's a way of seeing. Here's a handle. Here's a little grain of reality that if your life isn't going super great, go, huh, how many dead ends do I engage with? Like, oh no, it's all just shoots and ladders. It's all trap doors, mm -hmm. you know? Then you go, oh, maybe I, you know what? If I didn't keep falling through, maybe I would... Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I feel like that's a fairly practical finding. Yeah, and, and, I, and I feel like it's it's all tied to a basic sort of fundamental thing of like, of like we live in the physical space-time, as we distinguished a few weeks ago, but we also currently live in information space. Like the more I thought about this, the more I'm just like, we're, you know, the metaverse and all that is never going to work because we already live... In the yeah, it's crazy. Meta, you know, okay. So like, here's a romantic comedy I want you guys to think about. Okay. Let's say that there's people online, love and they both have art that they put on Instagram, and they're cute people. And a lot of these people are cute. Like people that make art are cute. I think it's just even if sure. genetically it doesn't it doesn't matter. You become cute if you make art. You like you're you're in the flow, so your face just like becomes beautiful somehow. It becomes supple and gorgeous. Okay. I don't know, but a lot of artists are good looking, and they start following each other. These, the, these two people, and the guy could t say to the girl, and let's say that he made pretty good money being an artist. Sure. Okay. Um, and so he's doing pretty good. And this girl works from home also. You can say, he could say to her, hey, do you want to um, just appear somewhere together? Like, do you just want to appear somewhere together? It's like, well, what do you mean appear somewhere together? It's like, well, just name somewhere and we'll just like appear there together. Just name a place. <laughs> Moscow, great. What's your what's your name? What's your passport? Okay, here tickets, mm -hmm. hotel, right? Or it's better if it's dumber. It's just like like I don't know, North Dakota. It's like a Muskegon, <laughs> right? Let's just yeah. appear somewhere. Like the dumber, the better, yeah. because you can appear somewhere just by going, okay, click, 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 book tickets, send email to you for the tickets. Now you have a QR code on your phone, um, and and I booked two hotel rooms, one for you, one for me, because we don't really know each other. Um, 
we'll just appear and then I'll, I'll see you there and we'll, we'll we'll be in Paris and we'll go have oysters. I don't like think about how intoxicating that sounds when you and it, it's basically yeah. magic when you think like it's basically magic. You just the travel will be a pain in the butt, but you met this person, loved their art, they loved your art. You vibed for a second and then you gave them a crazy thing since it doesn't matter where we are in space time anymore because we all work from home. Mm-hmm. What if we just appeared in Paris together and kept talking? We let's continue this conversation in Paris. Well, now you see that space time and, and information space are not enemies at all. They're just a, once you understand that that they have an elastic relationship with one with each other, then you can get from one to the that you can go from one to the other. You can actually appear in Paris with someone that you were having a great conversation with on a Zoom call. You go, I like you. Let's let's just. And since it's my idea, what I'm the gift is just the gift of boldness, and, and so I'm not paying your way just to whatever. I'm paying your way because I'm the one who's being, like, deciding we're we're gonna make it appear. So there's a cost to magic, and I'm mm-hmm. paying it. It's not a cost. I'm not paying your way because it's a. I'm trying to buy you. It's just the only way to buy such a s- lightning strike of a wild use of space, time, and information space demands that uh, someone do it with. Verve, you know, and decisiveness, <laughs> and uh, I think I think we uh, it's easy to forget in the information space that you are a real person that can be perceived. Yeah, right. And there's you know there's a lot of bad things that can come from that, but then also like that made that did make me think of like a year and a half ago, uh, this musician that I just we followed each other on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And like Instagram and stuff, and then just like tweets back and forth. And then she said to me, Wait, can, can I just stop and say, somewhere. I'm in love right now. <laughs> I love this story. This is what I'm talking about. This is going to be our TV show. It's going to be like girls, but about us in Austin, like these weird online stuff. There is, there is, there is a moment in time two years ago that I met because like I met a musician who I currently live with and is my life partner oh, yeah? at a show doing comedy. Okay. And then also on the internet, another musician was like, hey, do you want to get coffee? And yeah. It was, it was just one coffee because like, I realized on Twitter, I'm a very like cynical sort of dark. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm in person. I'm, I, you know, she was more committed to that than I was. Mm. Yeah. Uh, tonally. But uh, it was just like insanely, obviously flattering to my ego, but then also surprising to be like, what? Like in, in the world? You want to meet? Yeah. All right. Yeah, this guy did it. <laughs> right, right. Do you want to appear somewhere together? Even in Austin, it's weird. Yeah. So to push it, it's this kind of weird thing that w- what we're talking about now is this is um, how can how, why am I ready to make a show like Girls About Us? Because now I know where we are. Now I know where we are, and now I know what stories we're telling. Those stories are the stories we're telling. Mm-hmm. I liked one of her songs. She liked one of my stand-up videos on YouTube. She mm-hmm. liked one of my this. She liked one of this. And that I was, said, do you was- want... That was specifically too, because she like went on Instagram back and liked the two clips that I had right recently, and then she was like, "Let's get coffee," and I was like, "Art, I did it." <laughs> and and it's not just okay. So what makes it now magic is because like Jeff Bezos has gone crazy or something and and bulldozed all these Roman roads everywhere, yeah. where it's just like um, it's not just like. Like, let's say you started that romance with that person um, and they're somewhere else. Um, or it's just online, quote unquote, just online. Sure. But you have their address and you then you like, 
you talk about this Walt Whitman and then you buy her a first edition on eBay and send it to her and it's like a Walt Whitman first edition. That's pretty ballsy, I think, for anybody. You know, because you're gonna be a certain I, amount of decorum if you're courting. Somebody. The point. If I had the money, I would. The do point it. is that yeah. you. Could, it, the point is the telepathy, not the choice of book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the telepathy. It was the. Yeah. Yeah. We're so playing like, weird, um, omniphonic chess with each other yeah. in a thing that intersects with space time, but isn't it? Yeah. It, yeah. The this dimension, it's like the blackjack dealer um, who's really good at um, shuffling the cards. That's what uh, information space can do mm. to space time, and that's why it's so profitable. That's why that that um, leverage, that's the leverage. That's that's the pressure where NFTs and crypto come from. From that leverage, yeah, yeah. What's what that was? What was your scoff there? You're not a not a crypto guy. Oh no, no, I'm just <laughs> a, I'm a, I'm not a successful crypto guy. How's that? Ne- neither are we, but I haven't even like dabbled in in any of that. Yeah, that's good. Probably for the best. Is it good? You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just, it, I don't know. Now everyone talks about it too, but I just think about like, but I mean, you know, now we're just thinking to the um, type of thinking, I guess. And so the dead end, what it does is it really cleanses in a way that is more definitive than I would have thought. Don't do that. That was great. Um, <laughs> the dead end cleanses more than you would have thought. Yeah, because what it cleanses is sort of the thing. It was the poison pill in the first place. It was the quantified, yeah. shareable, hot heat, just totally on fire, um, cynical uh, social media, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. it's baldly cynical, by which I don't mean deeply cynical. Mm-hmm. What I mean by baldly cynical is having seventh graders post their uh, summer camp photos of them like um, bungee jumping – and then having their classmates like like it in a pageant of digital photographs is um it's cynical. It's just baldly cynical. It's not deeply cynical. It's somewhat cynical, but it's bald. It's not buried in the. It's not buried deep in the code. Yeah. It's yeah. the very thing of the thing. It's it's the very nature of it. I, if nothing else, I feel like crypto and NFTs have exposed this this sort of sense of like the the ceaselessness of the internet has always been a pyramid scheme, right? Yeah. So that's really helped me with this like sense of like just cutting off my like falling through it through the lens of my phone and my laptop to be like, yeah, it's never going to end. I'm not going to get to the end of this video game. This dopamine red numbers in parentheses like video, it'll just yeah. keep going if I give it more of my time. Yeah. So what do you do? Because it turns out that the Internet that we hate now is basically tell me what you think about this, Grant. Mm-hmm. It's basically the quantified overlay not the actual stuff like youtube's great tech like the filters on instagram are in fact good if mm-hmm. it was just what it claimed to be which is a place right. for us to share pictures and you cut the following we don't need to follow just go to like you should just have links to people's um place to their dead end right right it should be a link to their dead end of different sets of pictures they want you to look at yeah. that's now beautiful do you see that you add the dead end you get mm-hmm. rid of the shareability and then wow well how do i want my how do i want to show my pictures when people come into my dead end because i want to commune with them yeah right dead ends are places for us to commune online Mm -hmm. in in really basic boring ways or i think of um it's like everything has if you can control the sort of like 
you know, sort of like gravitational pull of this like attention-based, you know, ad campaign logic, everything has a massive utility and has revolutionized our lives. Yes. And, like yeah. when I started stand-up, it was 2005, and I tried to get a couple gigs in Milwaukee, Wisconsin by sending videotapes to people. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah? Like I, I might have burned DVDs. Like I, sent, burn DVDs. I sent some sort of physical thing yeah, to people. Physical. Yeah, it was faster. And, and ever since then, it's been unlisted YouTube videos. Yeah. Which have just revolutionized the way you get on festivals and get gigs and, you know, everything. Because an unlisted YouTube video is a dead end. It's a, it's a useful thing to have. Yeah, who's the subject of history? I think this is a way of agreeing with you. Who's like, the subject of history? Like, who's it about? Who's the main character of history? The, the, the victors? Is Technology. Yeah. <laughs> Technology. Always tech. Like, look at the... Watch that um, Monica Lewinsky show, the impeachment show. Mm -hmm. And... It's wild through my eyes now how much of that fucking scandal was about what was happening to us technologically and informationally. It was all about, you know, the Drudge Report, and it was all about book deals and mm -hmm. all this slimy shit that was just this total... Newspaper headlines. You yeah. Tabloid, all that. Yeah, yeah. All that. Yeah. So if you look back at the 80s, the 80s and 90s, they're kind of a weirdly cruel time. Mm -hmm. Like, we grew up in kind of almost pre-modern... I think people our age were basically you could get called the F word and like smeared with feces and it. You weren't going to get on the local news and you weren't going to get likes on Instagram. Like you, you just would have sucked. <laughs> you, there's no, you wouldn't have been like, how dare. And then you no people weren't nice to each other. It right. was kind of cruel. And you watch back to Jenny Jones or something. You watch old stuff from the eighties. It's like really harsh mm -hmm. and, and it's very neon. The, the, the colors, right? Right. And then the bandwidth, how much electricity, it, it all almost seems like it's expressing, the aesthetic is expressing the, the surge of electricity. Mm -hmm. And then it's like feeding in, you know? And so it's interesting to look back at that, the, the Monica Lewinsky thing and see how much of it was just about the math doing what the math does. Like they, it didn't do it back for Marilyn Monroe because the math wasn't sophisticated enough. It wasn't, our networks weren't that, um, interlaced enough they weren't um powerful enough to care about that level of something but um with the internet you could have these sleuths you know that were looking into it and pushing conspiracies about it or the truth about it who knows um it, so that's another piece of advice i think from from the last this run of podcast is um tune into the omni text meaning like um Look at the big story. You can see it as, oh, through the lens of Bill Clinton was a Democrat or just through history or pop culture. But it's a well-made piece of it's a well-made piece of uh, historical fiction. The show, it's really the details are great. It gets the perversity of the the '90s perfectly. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it yet, but I really like the uh, O.J. Simpson one. Yeah, the same, team. The yeah. same team. Yeah, they, they, there's something about that guy. He just gets perversity, you know. Mm -hmm. But. Also, too, there's a certain power like that when, if you're getting your news sources from only so many places, even though those places were like more physical or what have you, like that, you know, like uh, newsstands or like right, right, big, right. big rooms where there's like televisions or what have you, you know, if you're like seeing that as like, uh, you know, whether you're just coming in the living room or something like that, it's still like different than just having like a node on you at all times that's just like this blasting constant right. information yeah. Yeah. news or whatever that's up to date. 
It's a dead end. A, a Newsweek magazine is a dead end. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's where I agree. A 7 p.m. hour-long news report is a dead end. Like Yeah, yeah, you know, right. Yeah, it's like you only you took that in that, that amount of time. That was, you know, what happened. Yeah. Sunday night football is a dead end. It's gorgeous, right? It's Collinsworth, whoever, like, and Al Michaels are the best, really good. Uh-huh. They don't talk about a bunch of other shit. They call the fucking game, yeah. right? They, they don't say, well, that reminds me of this. They call the game. <laughs> yeah. They're dead-end announcers. Yeah. Like, um, and the game itself is pristine. There's no scores going along the bottom. It's a fucking dead-end. I love it. You're showing me the game. I'm at home in the game. Fucking. Like, address me. I want to address myself from a deep place to the things in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Would Would the things in the world take the fucking have the respect to just be what they are like Sunday Night Football is gorgeous but like every other telecast even Monday Night Football is fucking garbage that the fucking uh so you know I I still watch the NFL sometimes I like uh-huh. to watch the little highlight things because if I don't know the score it's actually dramatic it's like watching the game in 16 minutes but I literally have to like prop my phone on my laptop to like block the other scores yeah because it'll ruin all of them for me you'll read or like happened, stay off yeah. Twitter all Sunday if I don't want to just like get it stumbled across. Sure. It's crazy how impossible it is to avoid information if you actually don't want to ruin something for yourself. That's good. But did you ever tape a sports game to watch later? No, I the the that technology was obsolete by the time I would have wanted to okay. to yeah. attempt it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, there's still DVR or whatever, like sure. early, early aughts or what TiVo, have you. TiVo, whatever yeah. it is. There's all that. Because, I mean, I definitely have recalled in times of past. I, no, like, I, like, oh, I saw the game. Like, up, up, don't tell me the score. Like, I, there wasn't a choice. There was still the possibility for him to, like, not have heard what the score was. If, like, you didn't tell it to me, then the only difference between, like, me having to work and, you know, like, getting home and to, like, actually watch this game. Yeah. It got recorded for me. Like, there's no other time for interruption, let alone... <laughs> you know, a bunch of apps or app notifications, or if you just like check in on anything else, like just like you said, seeing the scrolling bar on the bottom. I wonder if people still do that. Tape it, watch the whole game later. Yeah. That seems absurd to me. I mean, I think, I don't know. I listened to the Monday night or whatever, the, the Bill Burr podcast. Huh. Like he tries to do that, as far as I think, when I've heard him talk about football, at least in the past. No reference to that. Like just, I don't know. So, let me know. The lack of dead ends. It's kind of sneakily cynical, mm-hmm. because you're never quite being addressed as a welcome guest. It, it's always like, "Do you want to sign up for our monthly blah blah blah?" Mm-hmm. And like, do yeah, you, no, I don't. And would you be interested in giving a dollar for this? No. And and could you sign up for that? And like, if you call. If you call to tell your cable company that you're moving houses, okay, well, that doesn't even come within the scope of me getting a cell plan with you. Leave me the fuck alone. This call should be a dead end. I'm calling you to tell you I'm moving. Mm -hmm. Don't try to sell me shit. That attitude, it's always smearing you into the future in this way that you're always actuary. You're always on some actuarial table somewhere of what you may or may not do or what you won't buy and who you are and your demographic. It's Mm -hmm. like, and that's what they're doing with these... uh, card so you can get 20 so they know what you get so then they could profile you i mean and then send you shit in the mail and it's never enough you're never yeah you're you're never a guest you know and if you're never a guest then are you ever a citizen like (laughs) i I um, read a good article about that about like target uh you know implementing those kinds of measures like earlier than some 
And so it led to certain fallout from that, like a, a, a girl's dad finding out that she was pregnant. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't sorry, know if that's that apocryphal means, or not, but it's like, yeah. it sounds true enough. That's, you know? uh, that is true. I, I read it in, I want to say, maybe Gladwell or somebody like that. Yeah. Is covered yeah. in the book, but it, yeah, like they f- can figure out you're pregnant when you buy like prenatal stuff and right. they send you targeted ads. Yeah, yeah. Start start with the targeted ads when like they shouldn't know what size you are. They shouldn't know that you're expecting in November or whatever, but they do. So what am I saying? Am I saying what are we saying? Are we saying that? Uh, what are we saying? Are we saying that um? <laughs> um, it could be. I think you could argue that. Adam. I yeah. think you can argue that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it ties to that where it's just like I like knowing that things end. But uh, well, I think I think it's kind of like none of these things in a microcosm or like in the, in the moment that they're happening are like the hugest deal. You know right. what I mean? Well, like Netflix plays the next episode right away. That's right. often very convenient. All right, yeah, like, or I'm like no, it's us, totally craven. Us, it's totally craven. But, but I mean, like, but, like it, it doesn't even make sense as a feature that you're going to start playing it automatically. It doesn't even make sense as a feature. If you went back 20 years and you told someone, yeah, and the next episode will play right away. It's like, but I just press play on one. That doesn't seem like a feature. That seems like a bug, maybe. So I think it's a pretty, yeah, well, it's not a huge right. deal. But, 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 but I mean, it's not like that is like that takes that much of your like additional time or in each every one of these little things. Aren't gonna like ruin your life? Absolutely, but right, the, right, the, right, right, the right, right, right. The cumulative effect of all of these things mm-hmm. is just sapping like hours of time that you end up unintentionally, yeah, paying attention to more of the thing, or just whatever the thing is. The zeroth sense, though, it's it's like you get taxed in the zeroth sense. It pulls on you, even if you don't have to engage it with mm-hmm. your mind and you don't have to sit down and figure this problem out. Yeah. The yeah, fact yeah. that it's even engaged you at all, what does that mean that it's engaged you? It means yeah. it's aroused you. Okay. What does that mean that it's aroused you? It's literally done something to your neurotransmitters into your heart rate. It's uh-huh. literally palped you, right? There is so much happening to you that you you know, there's there's so many only so many levels in which you're aware. Right. So the more the more of it you just let happen to you, the more you know, you're just passively like like adding tension to the back of your neck and like just just not awake in your life and in the forensic now as as we call it. It's hard to measure the Can I give you guys a example I think is Yeah. You you lay it, us up. This is space this is a space time example. Okay. But uh, I'm not the most organized person, sure. huh? I let things go. Yeah. And for only one year out of the previous ten, have I driven with a legal car registration? Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah, I had out of state plates, and the cops just generally don't pull you over. Sure. They don't. They're not going to run it. They don't care. Yeah. Right. But then, if I got pulled over for some other reason, they'd be like, "You should get this done." I'd be like, "I will," you know. Uh, and I finally got it done last week. Uh-huh. Texas legal car and I was like boy I'm not like scanning every car behind me to see if it's a cop anymore. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, like, yeah, exactly I don't have this feeling of right like, oh it's just a white Bronco or whatever like yeah, yeah. like so just like now a car is suddenly this magical place that like gets me to wherever I want to go and I get to listen to podcasts and like relax and be myself this this yeah what this, a, like what else <laughs> like what else is is yeah w- what else is like just absolutely 
drooping you that you just think is like, that's me now. I'm just a guy who's terrified of cars behind me. <laughs> that's I just the I'll way just, it is. That's what it's like to travel now because <laughs> I'm used to it because yeah. standards, I don't know. Yeah. Right? I even once had to go on a road trip with other people and rented a car specifically because I was like, well, I can't get like pulled over. Oh, yeah? In this, yeah, it was like sort of a comedy sure. tour situation. Uh, yeah. And I was like, it was not too- Also, is your car reliable enough? Uh, not that old one, no. Yeah. <laughs> it it was two birds, one stone. But also, yeah, it'd be embarrassing to pull over and get a ticket for expired tax. Oh, yeah, I know. With it's like, friends in the car? Yeah. Come on. So I, you're saying it's like um, you could be crushed by lots of little things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, if you're yeah. buried in sand, like you're deep enough, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're tiny, tiny rocks, but well, and they'll so, get you. And so, like similarly, I joined Twitter in 2009. Yeah, and just like have spent most of that like not actively thinking about like how I want the settings to be, and and the the way that I want to use it, and like reevaluating who I follow. You know, you just kind of make a random decision, and that influences the next 12 years of your life. Jesus. That you've been on one social ne- network or another, or people are coming up on twenty years on Facebook and stuff like that. If I see a YouTube video older than ten years, I get a shiver down my spine. I feel <laughs> like I just walked by past a graveyard. I feel it's just like that. You, they should. They should. We, we should have somewhere for them. Like what? You're ten years. Your 10-year-old YouTube video, come with us. We're going to put you in this home over here. It's not on YouTube. We'll visit you, but yeah. um, like you're just, what could you possibly have to say at yeah, this they point? Had to, they had to round it's up a, like the evolution of dance guy and lock him up. I, I was going to say like, it was harder, better, faster, stronger like yeah. videos all just moved to one. Any Anybody one. from that first like leaderboard of the most watched, they're like, you're freaking everybody out. You can't yeah. be on the streets anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Even though some of those people are yeah, wherever they are, 35. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, or whatever. I don't even know if that. Uh, how the, old was that? The, the the little kid whose younger brother bit his finger. Charlie bit my finger. Uh, yeah. Is that early early YouTube or is that even later? That's that's it's m- mid mid. That's mid mid early. YouTube, I don't yeah. remember. He like he is in an episode of Thirty Rock and he was still a child in like oh yeah 2011, 2012. So well sure, but now he might not. Now now he's an nine adult. Years now yeah. he'd be an adult somewhere. College somewhere out, out there getting his finger bent in college. I just heard about I just heard about some guy talking about the youngest son from Home Improvement, like meeting him like the other week. Oh uh, yeah, something like that. And it's just like oh yeah, and I guess he's tall. <laughs> like what you know, one of those like oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Other findings? Other findings? You got something? <laughs> What if we just, I mean, like, there's so many things that we've made, like, the episode titles. Oh, yeah. That I think would could be fun. Obviously, oh, the casino of the moment. Uh, the casino of the moment. Uh, yeah. Boy, that one's escaping me now. Oh, it's just that moments seem to have, like, their gravity. Any moment's gravity, and I mean by any moment, I don't mean a temporal moment. I mean an experienced moment, mm-hmm. okay? Any moment must be composed of some kind of pre. Okay, it has to come before that moment, right? Like mm-hmm. it has to be charged to be for the moment to be the moment. It has to be have have, be, have been created before the moment, right? Its gravities have to be pre that moment itself. 
Okay. So it's, this is the quantum leaping into your own body thing basically is, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you've quantum leaping, you're always quantum leaping into your body now and it's, it's gravities, it's karma. You might say it's, it's directions, it's vector, right? Um, what about it? Mm, I think it was, and it re- why I really like the idea of a casino is because it's kind of like anything, like your experience of the world is so vivid that any moment that you're in, you could essentially represent what's happening in your mind as like a whole casino of that moment. So it's got all these like slot machines mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. you know, like just whizzing things and, and noises and dials, but with just the like, look at the carpet in this room and the lights and you know, I've sort of designed this room. Sure. In, a, in a very illustrative way. But like just whatever the thing you're watching is or like, you know, just experience you're in. is <laughs> Moments are exhaustive. It's it's creating these like tessellating fractal things of, of thought patterns and everything in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Moments, moments are exhaustive, meaning there's no p- part of your experiential moment currently that isn't a part of it. Like it's exhaustive. Mm-hmm. The moment's exhaustive. It's sur- it's then, it's surround like a casino. It's totally a casino is a totally exhaustive experience. It just it completely no windows, no light, no clocks. It's exhaustive. Yeah. It's just like no no we're all encompassing, right? And the moment is all encompassing. And your your moods, your feelings, these things they can. And if you think of them as a casino, why why that's a helpful metaphor is because you can leave casinos. And the idea here is that you quantum leaped into your body and you're just raging. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you are. And you're in a casino. Go take a smoke break or something. Go take a walk or something. Can you stop and like take a look at the nature of the casino? Like, oh, right. Really complicated carpeting. No clocks. No windows. Right, right, right. Moments. Yeah. I know moments. They're casinos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For good or bad, they get you focused on one thing. Well, and, this, and I feel like this is like a very... Maybe it's we connected with the idea is because we both have like very discursive thought patterns and stuff where where one little thing can become this whole like you know like outwardly expanding like ugh, series of like questions about your life and yourself and the things that yeah. you're not doing and like you know every time I see like a car that kind of looks like a cop car I go like oh, oh god damn it I should take care of that stupid thing I'm such a dumb fucking piece of shit yeah yeah I, yeah welcome to a new casino right right this and then, one yeah yeah. yeah yeah and then I circus, forget about circus. it until I'm back in my car again yeah but uh, but yeah it's I think it was the the spirit of just like you can just leave the casino you know you can just clear your head or know it's a casino yeah knowing a casino knowing a moment is a casino is just it doesn't mean you can. The claim isn't about what you then can do. It's not like yeah, <laughs> it's, we're not. This isn't stoicism. We're not saying you can then not feel stuff. It's it's not like you can get out of the moment. It's just that any given moment, these nodes of biographical becoming that we call experiential moments, or don't call anything because it's a weird thing to talk about, like subjective <laughs> yeah. moments. Um, Ugh, forget it. Subjective moments. Yeah. Grant Grant has his phone in here, and he's 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 basically. Um, God. 
We're here trying Checked to out. we're yeah. here trying to save your life. <laughs> <laughs> we're giving you the findings, and he's finding the phone more interesting. That's just like the that's, that's the true. worst. I was just like, at it. I got a phone call. That's fair. It's, it's his phone was buzzing. It's not a big deal. That's right. Like I feel bad for losing my way, but it's like we're juggling eight thousand watermelons. Like it's not that we're absent-minded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that. Not many people try to juggle this many watermelons, so it's like we're trying to synthesize these weird things that are kind of evanescent and also kind of complicated. So it's like, I need your help a little bit. Sometimes it'd be like, uh, what was I just saying? Or what we just talked? We're talking about the casino of the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So the the casino of the moment means like look at the nature of those vectors, right? You have these these vectors of of yeah. biographical becoming, right? And they're headed a certain direction. You, you quantum leap in, then you go, oh, right, I can feel these vectors. They're pulling me towards revenge, anger, blame, mm-hmm. self-blame. Okay, cool. You, you don't clock it, then necessarily karate chop it and win. Maybe you right. just go, I can't get out. And that's why skills from DBT are good, like put your head in ice water. Mm-hmm. Like, like grokking the casino, the casino metaphor is only good insofar as it, it gets you to stop and see if there is anything changeable in, in the kind of the vectors of those attitudes that you're whoever we, we don't we have no words for them because it's 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 uh well it's it's also i feel like because um there's this it sort of it sort of incorporates how complex your internal attitudes can be to whatever the stimuli is that you're responding to you know what i mean so it's it's not so much like you know, just just clear your mind and make it totally empty. It's like no, you just leave anytime you're not sort of happy with the the constant noise and the the the, the shifting signs and the the thing. You and, just and it's valuable to me because it's like your mind is already doing that. Don't let the information space and all that other shit we were talking about like help. <laughs> you know, right? But you're creating like little cycles or tracks to run on or something, and mm-hmm. so then like casino or not a casino or something you're yeah setting up that stuff to like self-perpetuate ideally you know like because i'm mean, not ideally whether you mean to or not like you said you know your car like checking over the side or whatever yeah. it just became like an ingrained pattern and then yeah and then and then I, I do find really valuable the whole like quantum leaping into your just your shit at any moment and be like all right and kind of handling it like you're in a stranger's thing. Oh, oh, and that's like, what you meant. Okay, how can yeah. how can you, how can I be nice to this person's life? I just want to like look in a mirror and go like, oh. like that kind of <laughs> Ziggy, why haven't I leaped yet? Or yeah, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Sometimes I think of it like Memento as well when he's like, okay, what am I doing right now? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm chasing this guy. Nope, uh, you know. But yeah, just you you can constantly sort of reevaluate what you're doing. And... But the fact that it's a casino concedes a certain, there's a certain humility in it. It's like, I notice that I just tend to do the same bullshit. I don't become like some sage all the time. Mm-hmm. So calling it the casino of the moment is a, a bit of a concession because we're saying like, no, it will be vivid, confusing, and like all-encompassing because that's what it's like to be alive. Mm-hmm. And and I want to live like that. I don't want to live a few paces behind myself. I want to live in my own shoes. I want to live my own life. I don't want to always be going, what's the optimal? That's not where I'm headed, right. I don't think. Right. The point is that... You're not um, living for maximum efficiency. No, not efficiency. <laughs> maximum love and like um, yeah. respect for the things and people and animals around me. And mm-hmm. and um, not optimizing, but, but seeing where things are broken and ha- having high standards within a framework that feels based on reality to me, not just shame and standards and ambition, but actual 
the nature of what's going on in my life right now, that's going to be the substance of any transformation. Obviously, that's what's the person, the best person in the world to fix your problems, like the best, if we can dream them up, they would be like, like exactly like you have all the yeah. same password knowledge, all the same biographical knowledge, but they would mm -hmm. be like a little more patient than you. But yeah. otherwise they'd be grant completely, but you'd be grant prime a little more patient or grant prime a little more understanding or forgiving or sure. whatever you need to be a little more of to help yourself become some other thing. But, but these tiny moves that you can make, right? If you can wake up in moments where you see like ecologies are broken, that things are warped in your relationship or like it's just not working, to have a higher standard and go, no, 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 it doesn't have to be broken. Like where's the confusion? It takes a certain sign of, sort of groundedness mm -hmm. to be in the moment to just address yourself to like the oven and look at like, well, it's fucking full of fingerprints and it looks bad and yeah. that's a low standard or something. You know, yeah. I didn't get a chance to show it to you uh, as well, that book over there. Like, um, but that ties in pretty well with what you were just saying. Like that taking, you know, finding the time or taking like that moment to realize that that perception, there's like the perceived self and the real self. Mm. And like both of those are like you have, you know, living for something else or having the, the concept of, um, well, I mean, I'm going to, I didn't even show you the book. It's called, That's cool. yeah. But uh, but still, it's about somebody who's like going through like depression and like trying to understand your sexuality, which would actually be like almost old hat, but it's like Japanese in origin, so it has like a really you know there's not a lot of material. It's quite like it. Yeah, but it just sounds like being a human. Like things don't yeah, need to be original. So. The best things are just like you think so. But human I mean, beast, human good. Right, right, right. But each one Vividly. of those, it's like just as hard for you as it is for anybody else. You know, say that uh, or whatever. It's harder for some than it is for for others. What is what have you? I don't know. Like the what's the book called? Uh, the call it's called My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness. See, there you go. Yeah, that's why. So it has, <laughs> yeah. But you know, it has that in there where it would just say like you know, admitting to yourself that you just wanted things just to be a little bit different, or that if you had, it was just like you plus being a bit more patient, or you plus just like knowing like a little bit more. You and in her case, it was like me plus just being like a little bit more open to physical contact or like yeah, me plus right. like, mm -hmm. you know, being able to um, admit that, that I don't want to have like uh, whatever these things that my parents want me to have or something like right. that. Like yeah. me plus like letting go of really embarrassing shit that's happened to me, you know, like that kind of thing. Like, But it wouldn't even be like letting go might be too big of a chunk. It would be like yeah. me, but like kind of more softened towards myself in that direction in a way that I can't even... Well, talk about because it's yeah. so soft of a softening you know like well yeah the, the, like, i mean really the hook that is like me but i can open my heart right know, exactly kind of exactly mm -hmm. that's exactly right that's so that's the kind of what just occurred to me is um why is it working right we did self-help it kind of worked but we did this and it's this is really working why what how is this different than your silicon valley uh like optimized kind of attitude of how do you get the most out of your protein powder and how do you do work <laughs> the best and how do you optimize take an ice bath and fucking change the world that man. stuff yeah. works it works because it engages your body so if it's good yeah. it's gonna work it's not wrong but it's not what i don't think what i'm excited about i don't think i'm excited about pausing long enough to see the moment to optimize my life it's because there's somewhere to go Mm. Yeah. If you can pause long enough to get outside of your own bullshit, turn your heart towards God, turn your heart towards love or whatever you need to turn it towards, mm -hmm. right? The deepest goodness. Like, what's the deepest goodness that I think is true? And how can I act out of accordance with that? That's just, it's blasphemy to live outside of what I think is good. 
Why would I do that? That's cynicism. I don't want to live in cynicism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's almost like it's it feels like we've built something, but the there's just so many different ways to like phrase it that have a common meaning. Yeah, it's, it's hard to pick one in any particular moment. It won't work. Yeah, it won't work. It's so I I wanted to <laughs> to the the thoughts I've been trying to corral. I wanted to have some sort of introduction that says something like here it is and get the permission for it to be what it was. And then I was, I, I opened up philosophical investigations, Wittgenstein's last book, which is just fucking amazing. And there are all these aphorisms mm -hmm. and he, his introduction said something like, I tried to put them this way, this way, this way. It's not going to work. Here they are. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> not really fuck you, but, um, because he couldn't, because Wittgenstein was a genius, and he was clearly in some sort of phase space of thought that um, was too acoustical for him to make sense of it in a book. You couldn't. Mm -hmm. You couldn't, because he was too powerful of a thinker, I think, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. And anything that is in this weird, funny, tickly place is always going to track kind of perilously back to anything that's easy to talk about. It's always going to be like, uh, it's losing something. Yeah. But it's hard to say what. What did he even, what did he write? Wittgenstein? Uh, so he wrote this short mathematical philosophical work called the Tractatus. Okay. Um, and then he wrote Philosophical Investigations. It, not, he wasn't like a huge writer. He was just a philosopher. So it's, a, it's like a lot of it's pretty dense. and But he's just the cleanest thinker ever. Like, you don't have to know what he's talking about. You read Wittgenstein and it just cleans you. It like it makes you it like exfoliates your brain. It's so it's so towards clarity. It's so towards a kind of playfulness. Like the best thinkers are playful. Yeah. Somehow it's like I don't know. There's something to I mean there there's that's a finding somehow. Playfulness is somehow though we haven't done a lot of it here <laughs> recently. Um <laughs> I think we're to a place where that's why we're just like, we can't keep doing this. We need to transition. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, like, but playfulness is important, I think. Part of me feels like we could just keep doing it, though. <laughs> I know it's scary, though. <laughs> I'm scared. I don't want to keep going. I don't know where else. Like, I feel, I feel like it's kind of strange because I feel like as you get more amped up, I get calmer about it. <laughs> just just yeah, I mean, well i mean like and obviously i'm going through all these like things that are so meaningful to me on like my specific narrative life with like the car and then like my job's working out and it's based on this foundation of like not podcast related other sure. other good life things happening yeah. but i but i just feel very zen about like i don't know it's just kind of really helpful to talk about this stuff for two hours every week but let's do it by talking about how much we love jeremy strong on succession because that's are you caught up in succession? No. Oh. Okay, it's the same thing of what we're doing now. It's, yeah. It's oh yeah. To, is this a to, podcast? To worship is to worship. You know. It's a TV show. Are it's a TV you, show. Are you serious Session. right now? <laughs> yeah. I'm for real. Doesn't hit my orbit. That's that's fascinating to me. That's interesting. Does it? Is it your everything right now? I mean, not my everything, but just the sort really of into it. the sort of like Twitter landscape, I guess, that I follow. I it's like I don't go on Twitter. This is like. Water cooler level. Oh yeah! Oh, that was the water cooler talk, huh? Almost as big as the end of Game of Thrones. But oh, really? That's the water cooler stuff not, right now. Not I've that. always wondered what the yeah. I think I think the end of Game of Thrones was the end of the water cooler era. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, hell, just 
pandemic almost put the end to the end of the water cooler era. If there's any water coolers at all, if you're going to have a big old communal it's, vat. It's probably true. Yeah, there's yeah. no more equivalent space. Yeah. So close drinking fountains for months. The reason why life is a dance with idolatry is just that's just the nature of how it works somehow. Is that um, mm-hmm. you always conflict with the casino of the moment? It's an it's an idea that when I think back to it, leaves me cold. It doesn't do anything for me. It just it seems like a little mnemonic device or a little way to pause. It's it sounds like a cheesy. Life hack. I don't know, and, but then when I remember why it's important, yeah. is because no, it's because we're going somewhere. And when you take a moment to step outside, think about what would be the most loving thing you can do in this moment, and then you shift your behavior. Behavior. What <laughs> behavior? <laughs> behavior, man. <laughs> um. Then we can start moving this thing somewhere, namely like addressing actual human misery and helping each other and trying to weaponize this logic and all this energy for love and to help each other to, to address ourselves to actual human suffering, actual human joy, the actual human experience that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Like the future. Yeah. Did I already say this? The, the, the future just, it, it's not that the future There's this thing. The future is feminine, right? The future is going to be feminine. Uh-huh. Not only is the future going to be feminine, the future already is feminine. Wake up. That just means our connection now, our omni-connection, it's on fire on Twitter. It's on fire on YouTube. It's on fire in all these bad ways, right? It's totally aflame. But guess what? It's flammable, okay? It is flammable, and we can catch it on fire for good things, right? We can catch it on fire with love. That's Roman Rhodes. It's like so obvious. Like I knew it the whole time, but I didn't know it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's obvious. Yeah, the place between the platforms. Like the yeah. I I think the larger thing that it seems like we could eventually coherently get at is is there's just there's I feel like this the more we talk about this stuff, a fundamental shift is taking place in my heart in the way that I go about my life. Mm-hmm. Which is to like not necessarily do anything differently, but do it lovingly. Yeah. Um. And it's and that has turned, like I was saying earlier, that the internet felt like an, this oppressive burden. Now it just feels like a runway yeah, of possibility. Right. Exactly. And I feel like if that sort of fire could spread, the the Roman roads exist. Yeah. In this inf- technological infrastructure. Yeah. But what I got. For vast amounts of change to happen in the world. But what I got wrong was this, and it felt wrong when I said it like eight months ago. I said that. So the Roman Rhodes is a. Roman Rhodes Jr. was going to be my pseudonym when I wrote this bullshit. Yeah. But um, the, the pun is that, you know, how do you, how do you end up with Christians being persecuted and Christ being crucified? By Rome, and then you end up with a pope, and you end up with Constantine and a Christian Rome, like however long, like how do you get there that fast? Well, do you, as, you know, Zionist rebels, do you, or or Christians in Asia Minor, do you crush the roads of the Romans? No, you just send letters to Corinth, right? You yeah. use the Roman roads to, to spread love. Yeah, uh, Christianity, spread a, a Christianity, love. Christianity spreads so quick over the 
right. Roman infrastructure that already exists. Right. They even cannibalized all the, the relics to make their Vatican's and, and what have you. So when did the Vatican get established then? Like seven hundred. <sighs> Who knows? Buddy, I was, We're not smart enough. I was there two years ago and yeah. they said it and I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't after that fourth century conversation they really got it together. Is that when the vet? I was probably sometime after that, right? I don't know. So yeah, like so after so, the Visigoths, is that? But what I got wrong, let me say, because the odds of us getting back to this if I don't snatch it now is almost nil. Okay. Um, sure. What was I going to tell you? Something about Roman roads. Yeah, what I got wrong was like, oh, like Being Jeff here. Bezos will build the roads and then. Okay, but the metaphor fails because we're not going to use their roads, right? The, yeah. It's not the roads built by Amazon. It's the roads that have been completely, like, used by them, but we can use them well, too, right? We can use them too. If, if we started thinking outside of their platforms, then we can start using the actual infrastructure to do something else. It's like, that's that's the salient metaphor, is that the, the foundation is laid and so much could be built upon it. Right. But where we're going... We don't need roads. I'm really proud of that. It's Guys. true. Exactly. That's uh, right. That's right. And in, in the sense of like, um, you know, reading McLuhan and stuff, he points out that the printed word just locked us into a very linear way of thinking right, for a long right. period of time. And then now information technology and all these extensions of ourselves have made us have made time collapse. Yes. And put us back into like a, a more barbarism sort of based immediate, like emotional sense animal place. Yeah. Uh, so... Well, the, so but one so when he says that we're tribalized, I think I think for McLuhan, like tribalized means something pretty close to acoustical. You know, uh-huh. like to be tribalized is to be acousticalized, is to be unlinearized, right? Yeah, yeah like yeah. rock and roll is a deeply unlinearing like technology. Lysergic at like LSD is a very un unlin- yeah. like for some reason as electricity starts surging through, That's- we we get the psychedelics. We find the mushroom in Mexico. We, we we synthesize LSD in Switzerland. Like it's a weird kind of surging of some kind of something. That's that's the other thing is um, reading Understanding Media, which is published like 1964. Mm-hmm. And then I've also been kind of like picking up here and there this book of essays by Timothy Leary mm-hmm. called The Politics of Ecstasy. And they are both so heartbreakingly optimistic about the potential for immediate and rapid change because of the you know new technological media and yeah. LSD yeah. in the youth culture and, and and especially Leary he's like oh the yeah, kids like today they're going to yeah. they're going to change everything and I'm like they ruined the whole world man no i i think i think <laughs> no, he was right i think i think the je- i think it's still going on yeah i think it's it's that's they're still right but like not much what? time has passed in the echoes in a certain way yeah. so that's a huge finding for me that's a huge finding for me, guys. I just can't stress this enough. Um, What's that? What do you got? What's huge it? finding about Timothy Leary? That, uh, or the... The Roman roads? Oh, be fed. Be fed by the genius of others. Be fed by the like media of others. So you, you can go, the, the 60s failed. Like How'd they fail? They led to the 90s. They led to... like yeah. Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang Clan counts. Nirvana counts. Um... Good shit counts. Great movies count. Like, mm-hmm. it counts. It's real. It wasn't lost. You know these yeah. attitudes. They've been transformed. They've been melted. They've been yeah. uh, cynically commodified. Fine. And yet, are we not vibrating them here and now? Like the promises are alive. It's 
especially information space, if we can get down with the acoustical mm -hmm. and realize you can make weird things happen. You can make real weird things happen. You can get anything you need to make any kind of art you want to make, and you can connect with anyone. Yeah. It's really a free-for-all if you if you get the cheese but don't lose your head. That might be one of the biggest takeaways. Get the cheese but don't lose your head, you know? Um, yeah, it's like a mousetrap. Get on the roads but get beyond the, the city walls of cynically quantified social media. What we consider mainly the internet now, it, it's so quantified and so cynical and so yeah. it's it so brings you to the wrong ways of thinking, right? Modify, yeah. To get more and 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 more. There's never any enough subscribers to get. I come back yeah. to your uh, Groundhog Day analogy a lot where you're like, it, you, to paraphrase you some weeks ago, not on the podcast, you were just kind of like, it's like it's like time has collapsed and we all have the ability, like in the second half of Groundhog Day, to just be like, I want to learn the piano. Yeah. Right. And like, here's eight tutorials in a row that'll give you the very basics. And then even by like four days later, you could probably get to a pretty fun place with all the resources that are available to us. So, but imagine so, if in Groundhog Day, he just never did anything of his own initiative. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's just like, oh, whatever, whatever happens, maybe this will be over at some point. Who knows? I want to make a movie like <laughs> Groundhog Day where it takes the guy like eight repetitions before he notices. Like, that's how rarely he does anything. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, just like, yeah. no, it's the same day. It's like, but I work from home. Yeah. Well, and it's, and <laughs> and I, it's not a busy day, so I didn't notice. Yeah, and I think the, the, experientially, you're, you're right. we've, <laughs> that's, that's clever. everyone expressed this frustration at the beginning of the pandemic that yeah. it's like, oh, we were given this essentially gift of free time, a lot of us. Yeah. But it was very hard to take advantage of it. Right. You know, and I that think it's because smart. of the way in which we were living and do live of just like constant, burr, 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 you know, like this blanket of like mm -hmm. attention grabbing stuff and like just passive, you know, like receptacle mindset or whatever you want to call it. The mistake is to mistake that fire for information space. Yeah. Right. Information space is just acoustical. It It's not bad. It's not good. It's just everything is melted into everything and you can do an API call or a HTTP call for all sorts mm -hmm. of it doesn't matter it just it's feminine in in that way that it merges it just allows for right it can do all sorts yeah. of things who knows there's nothing about that that's especially masculine or frenetic right it's when you create these companies that um, are very linear and text based mm -hmm. and then you'll share it and then you'll like it and then the that's well now we're counting like we're counting we're having a beauty pageant for for our pictures it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that we'd want to know how many times you've watched a video. Like if you told someone in 1988, hey, we're going to have a video website thing where you can watch anything. <laughs> and what's also cool is there'll be a number there that'll tell you how many times other people have watched it before. I think he would say, I don't, why would I care? Hmm. It's not a feature. It's not a feature, but you see that it drives so much. And it's totally, it's like, we just look at it like uh, it's normal that it's there. I um. There's this there's this website back back when, also to back to the early aughts, but also back to like the time of YouTube before like back all the copyright the claims like took everything down. Oh sure. Yeah. Uh, before all that, were just to say that it was like this roving cove of all these strange clips that were just put together, but it's kind of like a free form. Like it was like changing the channel, and so like if you were like watching it it would only show you something of so much and then it would like switch over for you. And I had like preloaded some other like clip of some other YouTube video somewhere. Yeah. And so you're just watching it and it was just like this ever 
evolving little piece of humanity or something like that that would come in. And it wouldn't just necessarily be the most interesting thing. You know, it was curated to some some degree. But as in once at some point there was like some clearinghouse and I lost a bunch of shit and they couldn't, you know, all the copyright stuff or, or what have you. But DMCA, I mean, like, yeah. I still think about the, the benefit of that where it's just like, oh, it's just some, you know, this is a thing on how to film fix a car, you know, like I did some car maintenance stuff and yeah, I was like looking at how changing brake pads. There's like 16,000 videos changing brake pads. Oh, let me look up like Honda Fit like 2009, you know, or something like that. And there's like hundreds of them anyway or something, you know, like and they're all like three, four minutes long. Some of them are longer, you know, I watched a four minute one. Like, what can I say? That's all it took, you know, I, you know, but the, but there's still like hundreds. And that was just, a, that's, you know, as you're getting more and more granular with, what you're actually like looking for and then you still have like hundreds of options from it too it's just kind of you know just like a swamp anymore it's it's absurd man yeah. it's especially explaining to somebody in the past like yeah you can watch like anything yeah and they're like well, well what does it show you and you're like but shit that's very similar to the stuff you've already watched yeah almost well, exclusively is, uh, cats actually it's a lot of cats <laughs> <laughs> mostly cats yeah well, what are the cats doing like well just being cats you know <laughs> just cat stuff yeah. The, you, you and really have there, there's basic it. assumptions that are baked into the highly quantified internet that mm-hmm. that don't even make sense. Like that, for instance, this might sound really obvious to them, but for instance, the assumption that I like what I like, like that I'll just keep liking more stuff that's like the stuff that I've looked at yeah. or watched already. Yeah. That's a really weird assumption. Like I love Korean food. I love Mexican food. I love all sorts of food. Depending on what month you caught me, if you were just like, I noticed you've eaten this on these restaurants, therefore, more, 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 more of the same. But that's yeah. not how we are. We don't like to eat pizza eight nights in a row. So why keep feeding us the same stuff? Then you're like, it makes everything seem less original. And yeah. I get sick of my own preference because I'm like, yeah, yeah. okay, so there's just like 80 billion people that paint like that. Yeah. Okay, and God I, damn it. I, now it makes it, I don't know them. Where are they? <laughs> yeah. Now I just have a snowflake of non-snowflake. You know, it's not, inter- it's just like, here's a, the same aesthetic. Mm-hmm by 80 painters that are relatively original. It's just, we're eating soup with a fork, so it's chunky, you know? Yeah. I would say, moreover, it even, like, deadens your ability to think about, like, what was it that I used to like? Because, like, you're being inundated with a whole bunch of stuff that, like, some other thing has told you that you like now. Right. And, like, then your ability to even choose or think about, like, what those other things were or had been or something or they, like, follow up on. Yeah. So that they could further be interested or yeah. something like so, that. But it's like well, and, and it just, taking away the, the, the discovery. It just seems so fundamentally wrong on this level of like the appeal of living in a big city is to be exposed to like Yeah. One of the appeals is to be exposed to different cultures and there's it's better for like creativity and that, that sort of thing. And in the world where we all live together in the information space, it is not set up to expose you to new ways of thought and new artistic influences and, and new anything. But you see that it could. It could. It's just the dumb dumbness of the assumption that right. people want more of what they've already listened to. Instead yeah. of, in fact, if I could tell you exactly what I wanted in an algorithm that would show me mm-hmm. what I should listen to, is like, what's the polar opposite this of this along a, a, a musical spectrum that I don't even know about? Yeah. Like, not even the opposite of it, but what is something that's just on the moon compared to it? That's what I want. Like, show me weird stuff. Don't keep showing me what I like. I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just listen to Phoenix. I don't, I'll, you know, I'll listen yeah. to the, the oldies. I'll listen to Sunny Day Real Estate again. Give me something new. Right. 
Yeah. yeah. So that's I feel like that's the sort of fundamental shift, especially in dealing with you know uh, uh, anything electronic. For me lately, is I'm just like none of the algorithms are operating on the assumption that I grow and change. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. There, right. That's it. Is but, that a problem? <laughs> but, but I am a, I'm I a complete... Where, I think some of it leads to saying that time has collapsed around you or something yeah. like that. That, yeah, yeah. that. Like Because then it just assumed that... Yeah. Because you're right. But that's like the, the same concept too. It was like... Uh, Oh, I've like Rick and Morty so far, and it's like, yeah, well, will you like it when you're 50? And it was like, is that about when it's gonna be over? And it's like, probably. I don't know. Like, it was like 50, like this, scene, you know? Yeah. Whoa, dude. Yeah, man. Can we? <laughs> Wait, yeah. can, can I do a one act, a one one In, scene, a scene? Can I do an act of a yeah, sure, play from a scene? That's a okay. play. Okay. It's a conversation between me mm-hmm. or you or any of us with YouTube. Hi, YouTube. Hey, Cameron. I love how much you love YouTube. You should love YouTube more. How much more do you want me to love you, YouTube? I don't know. Keep going. Find out. No, how many hours are in the day? Never stop loving me. Have you seen this one? It's like that one. Leave me alone, YouTube. You're creepy, man. Just let me be at home. Let me access the videos. I want to access the videos. Stop trying to guess. Why do you want to have me in a fucking dopamine wobble? Every second I'm on your platform, a fucking dopamine wobble. Yeah. That means that I'm not welcome here. It means that like you just are quant quant like you're just like monetizing me in the moment yeah. that I'm using your thing. It's not like I bought a ticket into Disneyland. It's like you buy a ticket into just like never having to stop buying tickets. You just keep <laughs> buying tickets, keep buying tickets. It's almost look at this other thing and keep going. Keep the kinetic nonsense going. It's fucking bullshit. It's actually oh, yeah, been kind of useful to personify websites like that for me. Like Hulu, for example, if you leave it open and paused in like a tab yeah. and then go do other shit and then open that tab again, it starts playing again by default. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're back. And I'm like, have some self-respect, Hulu. <laughs> like, it's called the buffer zone. Fucking calm down. the buffer. I was yeah. opening you back up to close the tab. You Shut should, up. Hey, Hulu, it's called the buffer. Buffer. <laughs> you should know about buffering, huh? Huh, Hulu? Get it? Because it loads slow. That's the joke. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it does. It just was a play on words. The word buffer. <laughs> it was a play on the word. We we just played on the word buffer. We play on words here sometimes. Sometimes we play we on. Have fun here. Sometimes we play on the words, and sometimes the words that we play on are the word buffer. It's a thing that we like to do. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, but like, and just it's. I'm a different person every thirty seconds. I don't think the internet locking me into some like Groundhog Day existence of monotony. Well, and yeah. Watching the same things over and over. I was well, thinking of a. Uh, there's a Star Trek like next gen episode where they have like they get hell yeah there they is. pick up like a uh, VR thing where just like the swirling little, little hurricane and then they throw and there's like a little vir- virtual thing they put it on like the bridge of their nose and it's just like right there but it's like hypnotizing all of them into like this dopamine cascade wow and, like every time like the ball you just throw the ball through the hoop and then you're like oh like it just <laughs> it's triggering all of their their brains to just give them like so much dopamine. They just can't get off of it, and like everybody falls into its sway, and so forth. And it's it would be better if it weren't like a Wesley episode. That's a Wesley episode. But uh, but beyond that though, is that that idea though? Even for the '90s, you know, like well before. I was gonna say it's like '95 like, or fucking, something. Yeah. It was before dial-up internet. It was before AOL really was getting off. It was before GeoCities or something like that. Like there's still that understanding of you know keeping somebody addicted to dopamine, like or whatever, getting somebody's attention and like keeping it. Mm-hmm. Or 
offering the same thing over and over again. And that was a different thing because it was just pleasure reward. And the, but the the uh, lever to get the pleasure was so simple. It was just like, you know, it was the simplest thing to yeah. like guide the ball through the <laughs> like hole. So, and like the monkey the in the game. So, it was huge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You notice that like anxiety has been going up fairly steadily as this granularity of, of, and busyness of, of informational load has gone up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's obvious and it makes sense because if, ask yourself this, what's the opposite of anxiety? Not what's anxiety, what's the opposite of anxiety? Okay, well, I'm in a place, I'm in a context. What does it mean to not be anxious? Yeah. I'm just saying, like, what does it mean to not, yeah, what do we mean by not being anxious? Yeah. What does that consist in? I mean, it consists of, like, actually being in a moment and enjoying it yeah, without, like, like, worrying about some other, like, without contextualizing and, the moment. But then, you know, the moment you start contextualizing the moment means you're not living in the moment anymore. And then if you worry about that, then, you know, you get into the anxiety of not living in the moment or something. I was going to say, I, I arrived at the word engagement after a little bit. As, engagement? As the opposite, opposite of, of anxiety, anxiety is yeah. engagement. Right, but what is engaged? Okay, good. Yes, right, right. Engaged with engaged with what though? Mine was better. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> engaged with. I think engagement is for for app design. No, okay, so right. the opposite of it, like what it means to not be. What do we mean by not anxious? Because anxiety, like anxiety, anxiety is one of these pathologies that we flatter by like inverting the world for it instead of believing in goodness and just being like okay well how do we not live like that i mean just like no we got to deal with this stuff that it's like but do we because um what is what does it mean to be anxious and when you talk about being not anxious you say engaged which to me that resonates but what is engaged with what like keep going what does that mean engaged with what kind of with, or yeah, with, with with your presence in the moment is yeah yeah presence us. in the moment or what what you're doing like if you're like creating yeah, art or something okay. like that you're not even concerned with like if it's going to be good or if people are going to like it or not like, right right you're just creating it moment of right creation. Yeah. yeah right and then like and it's only like later you're just like shit there's no good should i show this to someone is this good you know like what can i do to make this like you know but like right so so what do you have after that you did, didn't have during what do you have after that you didn't have during? You're du- no during during you're creating it and you're doing great. Yeah. And then after you you get weird and worried if it's good or not and you So what do you have what's come? What's been added to the scene that's making you now anxious whereas when you were making it you weren't anxious. Right. So what's what's been added? Make something, yeah. Oh, uh I guess anxiety, right? Like there were like a Yeah, that's what it reinserts itself. Yeah, some sort of like okay, uh, but we're but we can't say anxiety because then <laughs> we just bit our own tail. We're trying to figure out it is biting your own tail. That's the problem. No, that's no, why, no, no, no. Anxiety is a loop, right? It's a bad loop. No, we look. Words don't do anything. Reality just pulps. It does what it does, and then we talk about it, and then we get stuck in weird grain of syntactical historical accident that this is just happens to be the way that English works. Yeah, and then we get confused in these weird polarities or these weird like, well, is it a this or that's like anxiety is not a real thing. Yeah, okay? I, I feel like anxiety is too big of a concept. Exactly. To have an so that's what we're saying is we're talking phenomenologically. <laughs> what's been added? What do you have when you're feeling doubtful about your artwork? afterwards that you didn't have when you were in the moment of creating it what is the very substance of the anxiety how do you know you're having it what's the 
Uh, I don't know. Worrying? I think it's I think it probably because you, if you take it from the time that you've shown art something, done something like that in the past, and then shared it with others or something like that, and you have, you know, you're not like coming out like a babe in the woods. You've had, you've done other things in the past, and then like the more you know people, the more that you can share something with them too. Like the more that they'll be aware of like what you've done before, and so then you think about like what, um. What you've shared in the past versus now. <laughs> you guys are, I always like talk like a philosophy major and I'm just like, you guys weren't? Well, great. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I just mean like, literally like the dumbest answer. I'm asking for you the, the dumbest possible answer of like, what is present when you say, I now am saying I have entered anxiety about my artwork. What is present? Um, That's what I was saying. It was context or memory or self or the something. Self, yeah. yeah. Like the me. Yeah. Super ego. So how do you you know that you know that you're were you know that you're in anxiety because you are yourself or you're not yourself? How do you know you like what does your body do that you go oh I'm anxious or what does your brain do where you go oh I'm feeling anxiety Let's, like literally what is it doing? I, I feel like we're talking about the difference between you're in a psychological flow state creating art, right? You're involved in engaged yes. process okay. versus the reality of like you know, some sort of narrative idea of the me self, like, oh, is that any good? And how will other people perceive okay. that? Okay, so what are you doing now? Like, the, the the things that you're expressing, that you're saying, is it this or is it that or is it this? Mm -hmm. What's present now is doubt. Is Doubt, yeah. Worry. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, not not worry. Like, um, yes, wor again, this is the place where, like, it, yes, doubt, worry, but... um. Some question about context. Some question about where does this... So you said context. That was like, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm... Because it would be different. Because if you say like, oh, this is... I mean, well, it's not just art or if it's the act of creation, even if it's something that was like writing or something. Like, um, yeah. I mean, you don't really ever make like a final... There's not a finality to usually something that like I feel like I make or can make that like I feel like good enough to say like oh yeah this is it it's done right so so what surges in is frameworks and, yeah. and now what you're doing is you're taking the thing that you were doing with dead certainty and you're putting it in the middle of different frameworks am I an artistic genius is this even good at all right. am I a joke framework 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 you're ch you're checking now okay so what's happened is you, you you have doubt how many doubts do you have well how many frameworks do you have right your doubts are frameworks that you're Keep them coming yeah. that yeah. you're that you're now <laughs> comparing a, you're, that you're now comparing against your own life right mm -hmm. um okay now imagine that you live in a world that has no dead ends and everything keeps going and there's never any definitive yeah. context it's just a context of context it's context soup well of course you have anxiety where d there's no meaningful lines drawn how are you supposed to play tennis there's no there's no fence and there's no there's yeah. no net what are you supposed to do yeah. so i think that's where the anxiety is coming from a lot of it is like you need dead ends in your life, girl. You need things that aren't going to keep creating context within context within context so that you keep having which framework's the framework, right? We're losing the local, we're losing the physical, and that's the problem, right? It's we're like, losing the artisan. That's what I keep thinking. Man. But, you want me to elaborate on that a bit more? <laughs> <laughs> Let's, yeah, of course. Okay. I think that there's a whole, um, I'm sure whatever back up. I'm just spitballing here, but I mean, like, there's people that we're humans long enough that people just wanted to make tables for people. Or like yeah, exactly. Right, like right, right, right. And shit. 
And now, like all those people, you know, if if those people are still being born, I think at the same rate as they were. But now, like you don't need somebody to draw you a map or something like that. Like you have to have like your own. I don't know, like you have to have your own Patreon or something like that, and you have to draw things for other people, and it's just like a grind. Or you know, even if you like do better, like that 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 bit that is like artistry or what some people do, you know, like the the potters, like ceramics, very functional use mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. anything. So like for the longest time, yeah, of course you had like a guy who was in the ceramics because they made pots and plates and shit and everything for everybody, and now that person has to like what have his own kiln, throw in his spare time. Like take it to little art shows or yeah. something like that where yeah. other people might have really good things, but then like you might, but they're not really like functional things. So now you're just making things for like beauty. But then like if you want to make functional things, you can do it for yourself and maybe do it for some others. But you're not doing it for, you know, your whole village or something like that, or forty thousand others, or five hundred thousand, or a quarter million others, and it's not just pottery. Yeah, yeah you're competing with everyone with an Etsy store. Well, yeah, you're yeah competing. With, yeah, you're competing yeah. with everybody with an Etsy store, and then those other people can oh they can really throw pots, and those are the people they're charging this much for the same thing. But even at the same time, then they're still just, you know cups for three for ten dollars or something at Target or something like mm-hmm. that, and they're also like they're fine, you know, and that's just what people have because then. You don't want to go and like, oh, these are really nice cups, but I could go to my my local potter guy and he could charge me six times as much, you know, like that kind of thing. Like that's because it got it got relegated from day to day, like life and function, yeah, and got pushed off to the side of like specialist, special hobbyists or something like that. But I think like you know, that's like a section of humanity that like likes doing those things, and before was compensated for those things. And they, you know, those people are still being born. They want to do that stuff, but no. Now they're just like chumming the waters for something else, you know? Yeah. Or now they're all sitting around on like social media and then feeling guilty about like what they can't do. Yeah. Compared to some Instagrammer or something like that, you know, where they see, you know, shirtless guy making his own kiln and then like making his own hot tub in the woods or something like that. And then you're like, man, I'm never, I'm no good at bricklaying or something like that. Right, so he might right. be great at it. You know, it just turns out he's great at it. He makes it. money for, yeah. 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 And so I think that's my rant about like where some of those anxieties come from, I think from creation. Well, yeah, because sophistication is so it seems sounds like a good thing that we've got, gotten more sophisticated as a species and it is good in a lot of ways, but like, um, you look back at how things used to be built and it's like out of like really good material, yeah. wood and steel and stuff, but our sophistication, how do you measure it in like new kinds of substances for sale at Home Depot? It's like weird new polyurethane fake wood stuff. Yes. Yeah. So that's sophistication. Is it not finding new cheap, price points to make something look like it's a good wood but it's not you yeah. know like it's good because we are, we all board. we have different yeah particle board yeah but sophisticated doesn't mean that it means that we're good at making terrible watches and good watches and they know their price points right it's not like right. things are good or bad it's just people know their price points and so you can make shitty stuff so yeah. there is less of an imperative back when you didn't know the numbers like do you right. notice that the 1980s Stuff is in, embarrassingly cheesy, but then you also have like Blue Velvet, which was like a big film. You have early '90s. You have tw- Twin Peaks, which is like a actual show on a big network. You had this weird yeah. stuff. It's because they they weren't sophisticated enough to to keep that stuff out. Do you know what I mean? Do you know it's like in the '80s and '90s the the movies that 
won Oscars were like weird, like the crying game and uh -huh. um, the piano and these movies that were like weird art kind of movies. And as you get towards the like end of history, you end up getting like the like gladiator and the artist, the artist, you get things that just <laughs> yeah. feel knowing in this way where you go like everyone's in on it. This isn't like a real movie. Uh -huh. Well, that's sophistication. It's people figuring out, like, yeah. how do you make a tearjerker Christmas release that you then blah, 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 right? It's like the sophistication, you, you think, like, no, it's okay because it just gets done in the PR and stuff. And you're like, no, it's in every atom of the whole monster. Once it's just like, oh, we know our price points. We know how to do this. We know how to make these sorts of movies. Yeah. Then, right. And that, I mean, that's cynical. That's yeah. Great. Like, yeah. Like, and there's a run on cynicism or whatever. That kind of cynicism makes money because the cynicism is backed by real trends that show that people go out to see those movies. And it doesn't like mean that the, like go out and yes, buy those things. Yeah. I think it's important to stipulate though, that it's this, I'm not saying those movies are cynical. What I'm saying is they're not visionary. Yeah. They're not like fucking weird. Well, if you would have thought stopped in the nineties and looked around and so, you know, there's Spike Lee, there's Quentin Tarantino, there's, um, Paul Thomas Anderson. Like, where is this going to go? Like, what is going to, you might imagine like a really weird form of cinema yeah. in the 2000s, like a really vibrant indie cinema, but yeah, that's yeah. not what we got. We got like Little Miss Sunshine, this kind of like- Well, especially at the like the higher studio levels, it's all built on like macro algorithm-based decisions of like what's profitable and what, right. how, what'll recoup the best like $100 million I mean, budget. And then- It's like fucking, why do they need a hundred million? I mean, that's also the problem with like, or something tied to streaming services or something. Is that like, hmm. it's gotta be like, little art house dinky things that like get brought up for like award time and get put in the theaters or like massive hundred million dollar budget like blockbusters like meant to try to like get at or break like a billion dollars or something mm -hmm. like that and those are the things that get forward and those are just like endless reboots and you know simple stuff or what have you but then there's like that mid-level medium movie which I read that I'm only tying him back because I read this article about. I was like, "Where are the comedies gone?" Like, yes, to say that, yeah. Like, there's, oh, I yeah. just I just thought that, that the other day. I'm like, too? I'm Where like, are, are we making funny stuff? Like, what's what what is the the funny thing that's capturing our attention? Like, what's the actual what is the yeah. American Pie? What is yeah. is there anything that we all laugh at anymore? Like, it's a great question. Yeah, yeah. That, was that, that and you know, I mean, that's a, I think a discussion for something else. But I mean, yeah. but say that like some of that is because those aren't powered by cynicism and some of those kind of like are don't do well at box offices and so studios don't like take risks on them or something like that and that article posited that there hadn't been like an american comedy since the movie game night with jason bateman and mm. there hadn't been a what an american comedy since game really? night what might be true yeah. yeah so why is this important like why is any of this stuff about the 20 year decade important well here if, if it's a finding then we're going to give you something to leave with sure um so why is any of this important? This is about the eighties and the sophistication and the, 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 the well, it's important because am I am I an old grouch who's saying movies used to be better? No, no, that's not even the case. What I, like Grand Budapest Hotel was great. That came out after. It's not like movies yeah, got bad. Ago, that's yeah. not what I'm saying. I'm saying that machine, the the that part, the the Oscar Miramax kind of thing. Well, it itself kind of became part. Of, it just started reflecting the sophistication of, right. of but, people knowing how to game a system, right? It yeah, just yeah. it was a system talking to itself more with with more clarity as it went, and that more clarity became a kind of roundness. It, it sanded right. it a little bit. But yeah. but you know, and then you think about like movies made from that time in the sixties and seventies, and think about like 
things that are just like wow they're trippy experiences yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's fucking hard to get that everything had to be shot on film like they yeah had, yeah, they yeah. Do, they like, spent a lot the, of money to do a lot of unsophisticated weird stuff they yep. had to do all yep. this sort of stuff and now like the cameras are way better like you could you know cgi anything for pennies to, or something yes. you know if you could yep. do the cameras are way better so where have all the ideas gone? Like where are the yeah. people who want yeah. to do like the, it's, the it's it's again crazy, with it's just stuff. like the YouTube thing where it's like everything should be possible now. Yeah, but we make a lot of the same bullshit. Yes, yeah. most of the time because they're like it doesn't sell, and it's like why do they care about you know whether the selling you know or... people don't know what they want until yeah. they see it for the first so time. Let me try my best to get to the the here's the practical thing from all this because this is all true and I think it's very interesting and I think the stuff about the comedy is interesting. So you have the sophistication. I think there's a, a a perfect point about 1992 at which we reach perfect attunement with our the pop culture is there, there's a perfect attunement from about 88 to like 94 yeah five six you're pushing it it's like becoming like they're making the net and they're making stuff that's just like not good anymore it's yeah. just like a bunch of shit six days and seven nights with harrison ford just weird stuff it, it's it's not the 90s we think of it's a weird uh -huh. 90s um but there's a moment where i think we, we have the perfect level of sophistication. It's almost like a perfect equilibrium. And this is where you have characters that are like just cool, okay? The people that you go, think about an era where everyone's just fucking dope. Prince, right? Um, uh, Spike Lee was dope, was so cool. Quentin Tarantino was so cool. Um, Kurt Cobain was just undeniably cool. Tupac, there's never gonna be another Tupac. Like, there was a moment where you could just mean it in a certain way, yeah. right? You could just, there was something about the grain of, of the media landscape and the pop culture that you could just mean it like Biggie back in the nineties. You yeah. just could, you could be a Nas, you could be that. Um, and at a certain point of sophistication, right? We lose that big Mount Olympus of rock star, rap star, movie star, yeah. right? We lose it. And then you can think we're, we're running out of um, creativity or something. You look at what we're not making or that we're just keep making Bill and Ted and we keep making Wonder Years and we keep making all these Ghostbusters. We keep making stuff from that age of um, the 88 to like 94. Mm -hmm. Like that's the sweet spot of of um, movie as, um, what's it called? Movie as gigantic fake reality machine. Like, yeah. like that's when we, Spielberg, the Spielberg of it all. Yeah, you know? tent poles, yeah, blockbuster. Yeah, so we're stuck there, but we're not stuck there because here we are. That's the takeaway. The takeaway is, Sophistication completely outrun its own, outran its own runway, to use a metaphor close to yours, right? Mm -hmm. And all they know how to do is keep making those things, yeah, right. From that moment of sophistication when it was good, everything after that when things go like it's like how do we get from like Wu Tang Clan to like the Thong Song and In Sync and all that? Like it's just a weird. Fred Durst, it doesn't make sense. It's like we were going along, we were like spirited, we were like feminine, right? Like Kurt Cobain was this like weird, yeah. aggressive feminine force sort of. Well, this well, way. And I think case by case, you can point to like the success of certain, certain things as like proof that we're still like desperate for this sort of thing, like a, an original thing, like a, like a parasite winning best picture all of a sudden or like... Yeah. Even something like Succession is being different than sure. most other stuff. I you know, or whatever people liking Squid Game or whatever. yeah, exactly a, a Squid Game. Or right. Whatever so, so that's it's like okay, if you think of if you're obsessed with linear sophistication, growth, control over things like very masculine, like we have the control over it, we're sophisticated, we understand the whole that masculine thing, then um, 
you might think the whole thing's over. You might think, well, they're just making more Jurassic Parks. They're just making, like, there's this, like, I think yeah. it's a demented brain somehow. It just keeps yeah. making the same stuff. Okay, but that's yeah. because we're still, that's Stockholm Syndrome, okay? Thinking that way is Stockholm Syndrome. Bill and Ted, they want to remake it, fine, because they have nothing else to do. Sophistication has got as sophisticated as it can get. Yeah. You can't get much more sophisticated as it matters to a market. Like, they've yeah. figured out, it's not that sophisticated. They, they know how to pump it out. Yeah. But they don't know much more because now we're into this new space, right? Yeah. I feel like Stockholm Syndrome is a great sort of key to the theme of what we've been getting at. To is like yeah. Anything yeah. anything you're doing, just be like, is this a thing I want to be doing or is it a captor that I'm in love with? Yeah. Cap yeah. But the uh, I would say the captor they're in love with or something something like people into TikTok. Like yeah. they put a lot yeah. of put a lot of fucking effort in making these things and they're funny or whatever like that. Like maybe, you know, you could make something bigger, but what's the audience for it? Because everyone wants it in, in yeah. under a minute or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's gotta be just like a minute long. Like you can't Okay, once you realize that it's a done deal, right? Like, no, it's over. It's already we're already the singularity. It's like we already are, okay? You can hang out just in the fire and get mad in Twitter. Okay, that's an option. Sure. You can do that. Okay. Um, or you could bemoan that um, they're just making the same old movies over and over again like I might, mm -hmm. right? Or you might take a second to notice that you're through to a place that feels very different, yeah. whose possibilities are crazy and endless. And then what you feel is that feminine fire, that, that weird, psychedelic, expansive um, thing that was unleashed in the 1960s, in the 50s, right? Um, that fucking just legitimate cool stuff yeah. of the early 90s like that spirit you notice oh it's here it's right here yeah. it was acoustical all along yeah. like geniuses are always acoustical they but, always make you feel they always make you feel beyond dimensions that we can easily describe and, and that's what i was getting out about timothy leary and McLuhan before where i'm like oh, all of that is still possible they were right yes exactly yeah. still exactly right. Right. right 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 we've just been twiddling our thumbs and ruining the environment yeah for 55 58 years or <laughs> with whatever. that said thank you for joining us grant oh yeah no thank you for having me you have to get going uh, yeah i do this has been a lot of fun but uh we'll see you guys next week you can always reach us at stubbornfellows at gmail.com stubborn stubborn the stubborn fellows is the name thought, of the yeah. show yeah. you've been on oh yeah that's yeah. what i thought <laughs>